Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother David, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, Shannon. Thank you. Everybody, how are you doing? Aboard. I'm doing pretty good. And uh, can't believe tomorrow is September 1st. It'll be. Yes, absolutely. Merry Christmas pretty soon. <laughs> well, I want to say it's what a wonderful miracle that seemed to happen last week. Yes, sure. Um, alive and recovering and I'll get some more updates uh, hopefully today yes sir yes lovely yes sir yeah brother David well, and I it, had an opportunity to pray and brother uh, David prayed the prayer of faith that healed the sick in Jesus name and uh, we were working on a very hard case uh, sister Jessica needed a miracle and the Lord has healed her we're believing in faith. Now we're just waiting for the updates to see if some of the healing has taken place in some of the areas damaged. And um, I don't um, have any updates 
for you uh, yet, but uh, I did make contact with the party yesterday, and they said they were going to check on some things for me and get back with me. So uh, the good news is she's yeah. eating. And she's drinking. Well, she's drinking. And yeah, she's drinking now. She couldn't drink. She couldn't do it. She, she was on. She almost looks as though she was dead, didn't it? On death's door. You know, they lay yep. hands on the sick mm-hmm. and they recover. Uh, recovery isn't instant all the time. Uh, it could be that Jesus uh, rebuked the fever and it left. He raised Lazarus. He sent a word and someone began to uh, uh, to mend. But uh, we're believing that the Lord has healed her and we're waiting for the full recovery report now. Well, what we know, Shannon, she, she could not drink. She could not take in liquids. She could not do anything. That's right. And straight away after we prayed, they told the mother to give her a drink and she drank. And the color began to come back into the lips was the report. Yeah. So yeah. I said, Lord, we need some we need some miracles to build all of our faith. And uh, I'm thanking the Lord that you are available, my friend, to pray. And uh, you've been with me uh, in some really last-minute uh, situations where a person needed a miracle or they were getting ready to slip into eternity they didn't know Jesus. And uh, you prayed for my uh, my son. Uh, what, what, what would we call my... Uh, what's he... My, my uh, stepson. My well, what's he? My daughter's husband. What is he called? <laughs> what's his relation oh, to? Nephew. Nephew. No, that would be if I'm the uncle. Y- your daughter. Your daughter's. My son-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot the the familial relationship name. You prayed for my son-in-law's mother, who had terminal right. cancer, and was basically in hospice. She did not know Jesus, and uh, you led her to the Lord. And then she died, and she's with the Lord Jesus tonight. Now, the Lord had mercy on her because she was about to go into eternity lost. And so I praise the Lord for that. You know, when we first got here to Bali, brother, it wasn't long. We had an opportunity to go pray for a Hindu police officer who had four-stage cancer married to a Muslim woman. They had spent a lot of money to go next door to Singapore for surgery to try to get the best doctors. None of the doctors could heal him. He was sent back home. He was dying in the hospital. And my wife had uh, mentioned to his wife, uh, who was uh, her hairstylist, that if they ever wanted us to come over and pray, we would. And she said, well, thank you for the offer. Never called us until the night he was dying. And we got a call on a Sunday night. We just got in from the mall. And the lady said, my husband's getting ready to be rushed into emergency surgery at any moment. We can't get a hold of his doctor. He's in the local hospital. Would you still like to pray? And to make a long story short, Brother David, we called for a taxi. The taxi driver gets lost. He finally makes it to us. He picks us up. We're in a hurry. We don't know how long we got to get over there to pray for him. He backs into a drainage ditch. They have these two-foot-deep drainage ditches here in front of the house. He got one wheel stuck over there, and we had to literally find a neighbor, and this guy had Herculean strength, and he helped help the car up out of the ditch. I'm trying to help. In the process, I stepped in a big cow patty. Had <laughs> cow caca on my shoes. I had to go inside, change my shoes. 
Taxi's late. He backs in the ditch. I stepped into cow crap. We finally got in the car, and we got up there, and he hadn't been into surgery yet. And he was laying there, propped up on a medical bed with an oxygen mask on him. He was going to die at any time. They were getting ready to do surgery on him. We went in there. We asked him if we could pray. We did. We also asked him, would he like to have eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ? He said he would. We led him to the Lord Jesus. We rebuked the spirit of death. And brother, when we finished praying, the Lord had touched the man so that he was sitting up. He hadn't eaten in a while. He wanted something to eat and drink. He asked for his phone so he could send some text. Brother, he had a regular conversation with us. He actually recovered while we were there. Amen. And then he died two weeks later. And I said, dear God, we failed in our mission. I thought we went in there to heal him. And the Lord spoke to me in my spirit and said, I didn't send you in there to heal him. I sent you in there to lead him to Jesus. And you know what? He was the first in I don't know how many generations to ever receive Christ. Now, if you're a Hindu, they're going to give you a cremation for your burial. That's the way they do it over here. Yeah. If you don't have money, they wait till a couple other people die, and then you pull your money, and then they have one big ceremony, and they burn three bodies at once. We gave him a Bible. His Muslim wife told him to stick with Jesus. Now, that just flipped me out. And when he died, they gave him a policeman's funeral. No Hindu cremation. They buried him. They buried him as a Christian. He kept his Bible. And there had been a whole group of shamans that had been in there before us, came in and did some ceremony with their bells, gave him some kind of something to eat. And we did deliverance on him, and he vomited up these black pearls. I don't know what they were. He was under witchcraft assault. The death angels were getting ready to take him out. But God had a mighty intervention. And we prayed, and the Lord gave him two more weeks to get his house in order. He received Christ. He had a Bible. And his Muslim wife said, do not give up on Jesus. That flipped me out again. Hindu married to Muslim. That was very odd. And uh, he died with his name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He had faith. Amen. Yep. Well, that's, that's what it's all about, Shannon. And I was bummed out, Brother David. I said, we failed. The Lord said, I didn't call you to heal him. No. He could have been healed. That's not any problem for God. But what does it profit a man to be healed and still lose his soul? Because he hadn't made a decision oh, for Jesus. Yeah. I'll give a testimony now. Something similar to that. And so I said all that to say this. Um. It was an intervention mission. And sometimes God gets people as close as he can get them. And they're right with him. And then he takes them. Who knows what would have happened had he lived another 10 years. I don't know. Maybe he'd have fallen away. But he was saved at that time. And the Lord took him. He's with Jesus tonight. And it was like I saw a vision. I, I was so sad the next day. It was like I could see this guy's face. And he was in heaven. Praise the Lord. Yes. That's my testimony. Well, I'll give, give, I'll give you a testimony before I bring a message. Yes, sir. Um, uh, which will encourage you on that there. <clears throat> Years ago, 
I was doing a healing service in the church and uh, some nurses brought a man um, from the hospital to our church and they, they brought him in the bath chair you know the bath chair where he has to lie down and push him in the chair because he worked in um, in a factory where they make tyres and uh, something got stuck in the machine so he went into he switched the, the machine off went inside the machine and while he was inside the machine the machine started up and he was spun round and round and round and spewed out over the top and he came out with his spine severed at the neck and he was totally paralysed of course his, his spine had been cut into his neck and it was just like a, a floppy glove uh, lying on the on a bed. And they brought uh, the nurses brought him to my healing service. Anyway, I prayed with him this first night, and uh, uh, the first thing I did, I prayed with him. The two, uh, uh, his name was Brian. Actually, I can remember his name was Brian. It, I his legs were on the bed, and I, I pinched his leg. I pinched his left leg. And I said, "When am I touching Brian?" He said, "Oh, you're touching me right arm." And what pinched his right leg? And said, "What am I touching?" He said, "You're touching me left arm or something like that." I said, "No, I'm not doing any of that." And that's uh, not what I'm doing. So then I prayed with him, and I pinched his left leg straight after I prayed. He said, "What am I touching?" He said, "My left leg." I said, "What am I touching now?" He said, "My right leg." That was true. Well, this is absolutely wonderful. Anyway, we sent him back home, and next week he came again, and we did the same with his hands and arms. I've given him a little bit of faith gradually to to do this, and the same again with his arms. He got feeling back in his arms and his legs, and he gradually getting healed. Uh, after three weeks, he was getting better, moving his legs, moving his arms, and smiling. And I led him to Christ. And uh, then we didn't see him for a few weeks. I thought, well, what's the matter? God's going to do a great miracle. We're going to get this man walking this week. And uh, anyway, apparently, he had seen um, his nurses in the local supermarket. So we said, what's happened to Brian? And they said, oh, he prayed to die. I said, what do you mean he prayed to die? It was... She said, well, he got pleurisy and he asked the Lord to take his life and died. So I said, well, why do you want to do that? God was doing such a great miracle. And uh, she said, well, his wife said, you're not going back to that church ever again. What? Yeah. His wife said, you're not going back to that church ever again. Now, I don't know why. I know his wife was a spiritist, and uh, I know that uh, um, he must have got a, he must have got a massive payout. I don't know the reason why, but I do know all that. And uh, and he died, and I felt oh. so sad, you know, because we we didn't see the fulfilment of that great miracle. But the thing is, Shannon, we knew God had done a miracle yes. because. He, he was just like a floppy piece of gloves flapping about. Wow. And uh, God did a great thing in his life, but, you know, sometimes people are not happy if another person gets healed. 
for whatever reason, for whatever reason. And I've, I've seen it this week in, in hospital. I visited somebody in hospital this week, and, and I was just talking about Jesus, and the, the man was very interested in listening to what I said, but his wife turned her turned back on me. Well, she probably wanted to be free of him. Might have been, yeah. That's wicked. <laughs> we never know. That's horrible, brother. Yeah. It is. It is horrible. This is, and and I'm just sharing this to, because I want to share just uh, a little message today about why do people reject Jesus as Lord and Savior? Take it away, my friend. Open us in prayer. So, like is yours. Yes. Why do they reject Jesus as Lord and Savior? I just made four points. I just want to talk about. Many don't believe that they need a Savior. They basically think they're good and they're as good as the next person. But I want to say, people like this are totally ignorant to God's Word, totally ignorant to what mankind actually is. Now, maybe people to listen are Christians. You might be ignorant as well as to what mankind actually is. The dictionary states, if you put in mankind, it says, all it says is humankind or human beings, as in male and female. But that's all the dictionary can tell you what mankind is. Now, most people, particularly those who don't accept Jesus, have got no idea what mankind is. Yes, we see the things walking around, we see them talking, we see them working, we see them eating. But what is mankind? And the person listening today, you are part of mankind. Well, in Psalm 8, and I'll just read Psalm 8, uh, verse 4 to 8. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visit him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And hast crowned him with glory and honour. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep, oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. The fowls of the air, the fish of the sea. And whatever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And it also speaks on a very similar uh, verse in this, in, in Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 2. It says similar scriptures, and I'll just get Hebrews chapter 2. I'm reading from the, the authorized King James Version here. Chapter 2, verses 1 to 9. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received is just a recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed by us, by them that heard him. God also bearing with them witnesses, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. 
For unto the for unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honour, and didst did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in him he hath put nothing that is not put under him. And now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honour, that he be the grace of God should taste death for every man. Well, we'll stop there. So, you see, when they say that you, mankind, they, they all they use, use the word humankind or human beings. But that's all that they can explain. That's not an explanation of what mankind is. Now, we'll refer back to it in a few moments. But John 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except by the Father. Now, another reason why people want to, don't accept Christ is maybe fear of social rejection. The Pharisees were like that. They wanted approval of men. It's the same today. Fear of man. Fear of standing alone. Fear of showing what you believe. People, the fear of showing what you believe, but when the people you're talking to, I can guarantee if they're not Christians, they don't know what they believe. They have no explanation whatever. Then another thing why they refuse Christ is fear of losing things in this world. Now the Bible said the things of this world are passing away. Uh, but the things, a fear of losing it, but the fact of it is, why we fear losing it when we know full well that everything in this world is going to pass away and you are going to leave it. You're not going to take it to the grave and what we've just been hearing with Shannon in, in, in um, the Hindu religion, you're not going to take it to the fires and, and burn everything you've got. Though some emperors used to do that, I think. But the thing is this, you're not going to take everything you've got to be burnt. You're not going to take all your money to be burnt. You're not taking your houses and your cars to be burnt. No. But you still can't take it with you. Because it stays here. So why are we losing? Why are we fear of losing things of, of the world? Which is passing away. Then uh, there are others, quite honestly, are just plain rebellious, stiff-necked people, rejecting the very one who made them. When you're rejecting Jesus, you're rejecting your life itself. You're rejecting that you've even been born. They try to make excuse that we're from um, animals or we're from evolution or something like this. It's, it's, it's only a theory 
is not is not true. It does that does not explain what mankind is. Now, if these people really, all these I spoke about, really knew what mankind is, I'm sure they would all run to accept Jesus. And those who are listening, if you're Christian, do you know what you actually are? You know you've got your body and you know you're going to die and hopefully you'll, you'll be buried. We just learned today that uh, uh, the believers, uh, uh, their place is for burial. Actually, we made a, we've made a, a will that if we die, we, we should be buried, but not burnt. I know, um, I can't say whether it's right or not, but we just feel it's more scriptural to, uh, to be buried. But, but they don't know what mankind is. So I'm going to explain a little bit to you about what mankind actually is. And we're going to go right to the beginning, to John, sorry, to Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26... And God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing which creeps on the earth. Now, we've more or less said that in Psalm 8, but, but it does add a little bit more to it here because it says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, if it was reading the Hebrew, it would say image, it would say make his man a reality. And let us make him after our likeness, we'll make him spirit. So actually mankind is a spirit. And it's real, it's a spirit. And, and you are a spirit. And everybody is a spirit. And everybody living is a spirit. You are a spirit. A spirit cannot die. It will either live forever in heaven, or the Bible says it will live forever in hell. But basically, you are a spirit. Humankind, mankind, humankind is a spirit. Mankind is a spirit. Now, not only are we a spirit, but we have a body, because it goes on a bit further in Genesis, and end of Genesis chapter 1, or sorry, chapter 2, that God made man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed his life into him. So what we actually are is dust. Dust is that what we are, and when we, when we die, we go back to dust, but we're dust. We're spirit, really, but we're dust all, all around us. And so that's what we are. Now, Eve was not made like that. Eve was made from Adam. She was taken from his rib. And God made woman. That's why a woman should come to man in sexual unity and man becomes one because man took, God took the rib out of Adam to make a woman. A partial rib, I should say, on the left-hand side. Now, because we are a body, and we are a actual spirit, and we live in a body, uh, 
But he said, then man became a living soul. So we are body, soul, and spirit. But the main thing of us is, is spirit. Now, when we look at our soul, our soul is our real you, which is your mind, your emotions, and your will. And I want to say this, whatever problem in one area of spirit or soul or body, it affects the other part. So if one, if something's wrong with the spirit, it affects the body, it affects the soul. Something wrong with the soul, it can have an influence on your spirit and also it, it affects your body. And that's why, why we have sickness and one thing or another. But this is what we actually are. Mankind is a spirit in a shell of a body of dust. And then we have this soul which is created when God's spirit infused in our spirit. Now, we'll take it there because that's how God made all mankind. But after this, they sinned. And they were thrown out of the garden. So even though they were a spirit, their spirit was in no longer in contact with God. So this is why people get involved in wrong spiritual things, because like Ouija boards or fortune telling that, they're looking for something which is spiritual. And uh, we deal with a lot of these wrong things in, in on Amiga Man and in our church as well. But when we see in Genesis chapter 5, it says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, he made him. That is like, you see, spirit. When God created Adam, he made him in his likeness, spirit. Male and female, he created them. And blessed them and called their name Adam in the day that they were created. And Adam lived, and I think the proper name for it actually in some Bibles will say, he named them mankind. And mankind lived 130 years and beget a son in his own likeness after his own image and is called his name Seth. So we see that there was Adam and Eve. Then they had Abel and Cain, which is a problem between those two. And then he got with his wife again and they produced Seth. But he was made in Adam's image not in God's likeness and image. It was made in Adam's likeness and image. A fallen creature, destined to perish, destined to hell, because you're no longer in God's likeness. Now, some people think, so. I'll try to be good, I'm as good a person as anybody else, that makes no difference. That's, that doesn't go anywhere with God. Just because you're trying to be nice or trying to be good. Because basically they think they're good, but that makes no difference whether they think it or not, because it's your spirit which is separated from God. So whatever we do, like I said, with our spirit and soul and body and mind, they're all affected. So because people are ignorant to this, this, they have no idea that they need a saviour. And so they think they can glibly go on refusing 
and still be accepted by God at the end of the day. But you cannot be, because this is how you're made. See, when we become sick, it is somewhere in our family life or in our own life or in ancestral life, uh, we have sinned somewhere that's brought sickness in, into our lives. Sometimes it misses a generation, sometimes it's four generations ago, but it was still affected by it. Now we're affected by this sin, and this sin causes sickness. And so therefore, it, that's why in Jesus, hopefully a person can get healed. But because we are people missing the, the main thing, that you are a spirit being, they they cannot see this because they're ignorant to it. They've not been taught it. They've not studied it. They, they never study. They just live and they have children and they think this is okay or whatever, but they don't understand what mankind actually is. So when death comes, it's pretty obvious that death will come because after sin, God says, now you'll die. So it's pretty obvious if we try to get right with Christ and we can live longer and we can be healed. And we can probably live a very long time because we, our life is, won't be so contaminated. But we all are contaminated somehow with it. So therefore we don't live forever. Now Adam would have done if he had to sin, but they don't live forever. So when, if we get the idea that you are, mankind is a spirit being, they should be able to understand that it's important, most important, that you find God and find his way. Because it's only his way that will take you back to him. And you can't glibly go along in life refusing Christ. You can't um, be fear of man or problem about losing things you've, you've, you've built up in this world or being rebellious and stiff-necked, being proud. No, we need to lumber ourselves and to get right with God. And so... All I want to share with the people today, and I think there's a lot of Christians don't understand it, even Christians, that you are a spirit being. Now, because you're a spirit, it means you'll never die. It's impossible to die. So you'll live forever in heaven, or you'll live forever in hell. And Jesus said, unless your spirit is reborn of the Holy Spirit you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. It's not about being good. It's about your spirit being brought back into this relationship with God, which was broken through sin. Your, your ancestral sin, your own sin, but it's about that coming back into relationship with God. So therefore, knowing full well that when we've been born again, then of his spirit we have got contact with him. Now, if you're a person who's listening today and you, 
you're not really accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and understand that you're a spiritual being, you've probably done a prayer and hopefully God has accepted you, but you don't really understand what you actually are. This is what you are. You are a spirit being. So we should not fear death if we're a Christian because our spirit is only returning back to God. It's just like going from one room to the other. Body will die like they will do anyway. And uh, hopefully it will not die with a sickness because now the past can be dealt with and it can be prayed for, what we've been talking about today. And your mind will get changed into the, the mind of Christ. And your, your will will be no longer your will, but the will of Jesus. So I just want to pray for anybody on this line now that's uh, never understood this and never understood that they really need to be born again of his spirit. So I'm going to say this prayer now and I want you to say the prayer after me, everybody who's listening, and then you can tell somebody, tell Shannon, tell me, but tell somebody, you must tell somebody. Because it's got to be real in your life. And it becomes real when you tell somebody. So say this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I hear this message today. I realize now that I am a spiritual being. And I realize now that because I'm a spiritual being, in my natural life I'm destined to hell because of my ancestors and because of my life as well. Father God, I pray you'll give me another chance. I pray I can receive Jesus into my spirit. I pray that my spirit will be born again of the Holy Spirit this day. I confess all my sin and I ask you to forgive me and set me free from all of my ancestral sin right back to many generations. And Father God, I just want to be a child of yours, Lord. Father God, I want to be back to that relationship that Adam and Eve had before they even sinned. So, Father God, I ask you to do this for me, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I confess I am truly a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. 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 Great word today. Why do people reject Jesus as Lord and Savior? Is that the title? Yes, you could call it that, couldn't you? Okay. Or what is what is mankind? What do you prefer? Uh, why do people reject Jesus? That's a good yeah. Okay. Because well, I did one or two more bits into it. Yeah. Good word today, brother David. Um, Thank just you. I just moment. I just I didn't realize so on t- today, so I just thought, oh well, I'll get a message. So um, you know, the Lord has been giving me a message. Praise God. For our next show, would you like it in a fortnight on Thursday the 14th? What a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Brother David, let me ask you a question. Then I want you to give out your contact info. Um, I hear that in London, the government is taxing uh, cars who drive into the city. Is that affecting you at all? What are you hearing on the ground? No, it's not affecting me. Um, In London, in London, it's... uh, very congested uh, nearly, I mean I've been to places worse like San Paulo which is dreadful Oh yeah. but it's very congested in London 
and uh, so because they're trying to make it ultra ultra um, low emission zone basically to go onto electric cars because people are complaining about the a lot of people getting asthma and it's killing them and things like it's all the fumes so they've made London which is the very dense area they're going to make it so you have to pay to to uh, enter there hopefully that you won't have to pay hopefully you'll tr- get an electric car where there's no fumes well. um, but if you I don't know why you have to pay it may be because it costs a lot of money to get rid of fumes now I hear it is it is quite a busy place busy there really I hear if you have a classic car like uh, I don't know maybe pre 83 oh yeah you um, won't be able to drive that in there no uh, no actually um, you don't have to pay the regulation so if you get a classic car you can still drive you get the waiver I don't think so actually because it there was something on the news about it said the uh, uh, that the classic cars will all be done away with now then in London oh man what the heck yeah well, yeah so because they've not got um, ultra low you know um, emission now but it won't affect me because uh, I'm which is a hybrid car so uh, that's um, if I drive in London as it's hybrid it's class um, as like the um, high high emission okay so you've got a hybrid car and uh, uh, that'll help you out a little bit yeah our internet is breaking up brother David hang on a second we'll dial you right back hold on okay Stand by a second. 